Welcome to the talk show. It's Bernie and Chimdi. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's another episode of the talk shop. It's Bernie. Yo, yo, yo. It's Chimdi. What's going on? <sighs> Chilling, man. Yeah, how you doing? I'm okay, man. I'm actually physically a little bit tired. I've been on a workout spree <laughs> since we came back. Mm. Just continue, continue from what I was doing before, but you know, for some reason, I'm just feeling a little bit more tired these days. But yeah, I'll be fine. Just I have to. I'm not giving up on it anyway. So yeah, you're making me. you making me look and feel bad, my man. Look and feel bad. <laughs> Now nah, you don't at least you for you it's to be about adding adding weights. Me, I have to drop everything I have, so I'm I have to, I have to go hard. You, if you go back, if you go to the gym, just to add to bulk up a little bit. I've become extremely. Uh, I, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. This um this week, so we didn't have a podcast last week, guys. I apologize for that. And that was on me. I was <laughs> out on the was, piss was, at work with work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say my my colleagues came into the country for training and I went a little bit too hard and uh I the whole week was was a loss. Like <laughs> I I literally couldn't function as a human being. It was bad. Like work days I was like, you know, in the day holding just doing my best to hold it together, but in the evenings, oh, I paid for it every single evening and I only actually felt fully 100% this morning. So, wow. yeah, it was it was Man. bad. It must have been lit a lit couple of days with your, with your colleagues. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, but you were you the one hosting training though? I'm sure were you? No, like it was sort of um we had some new hires that that we brought on board and I think that I think the reason why I did it in Toronto is because the Toronto team has grown. Um to sort of the majority on our team in some sense. Okay. So they just felt, you know what, a lot of people they hired on the East Coast. So like, hey, why don't we just all go to Toronto? Like, A, meet each other, hang out, but also like train. So our my manager came and, and led it. Um he came from nice. San Francisco. So he had he had, you know, came to have a good time. So nice. Yeah. yeah that's good. Sounds like a good time. It was good. And I uh so the, what I was going to say was because I was like sick and not feeling well, I was extremely lazy and you know, some things that other people don't know, but mm-hmm. I started to feel really bad seeing, um, Amara like up and doing all, all, you know, all the things in the house while I was like, ah, man, I can't move. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, today I felt better. I like we're working on some products and like some small renovation projects. I was like, I just got them all done. <laughs> she was mm-hmm. like, "This is supposed to take a week." I'm like, "No, no, no I got it done today <laughs> because I, yeah. I needed to feel, you know." And and for all the people who are going to say toxic masculinity, you know who we are. But for me, I needed to feel like a man again and like get shit done in my house. Like that mm-hmm. that just made me feel so much better <laughs> getting getting that stuff yeah. done. So. Yeah, 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 I feel you. I feel you. It's not, it's not, it's no, it's never good to feel down and out, you know, and not, not functioning. So, I'm glad you're feeling better. Anyways, it's, it's good, good to have you back. And well, you know, next time, 
they come to town or you go to San Francisco, just be careful. Be careful, be careful. <laughs> I'm just going to remember that I'm someone's father and, and I have to be a responsible person. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, um, welcome back and talk shop fam. Sorry for not having one last week. We'll make it up to you. But yeah, this weekend, well, literally today and the past week, something um, interesting has happened. Uh, Mr. Musk has um, has purchased or agreed to buy Twitter for forty four billion dollars, right? Forty four billion, mm-hmm. you know, fifty four point two zero per share. Um, first of all. Why does he have $44 million billion just to to buy up? He should look for sports teams, a.k.a. Man United, to buy. But that's another story. <laughs> um, but that's a lot of money for someone. And I think they're, the way they're pitching it, it's like it's not like um, it's not borrowed money. It's his $44 billion cash in some way, which to me is crazy. I'm sure the details say otherwise you know i'm not sure exactly what it entails but that is wild well what are your initial thoughts there's some things i want to bring up about the deal but what are your initial thoughts um i i mean see i'm i'm i don't want to come off as this weird lefty right uh i think i think there are two things one i See, I can't even say my words right. So I think it's important that Twitter is. I thought it would be. I thought it was important that Twitter is a public company, yeah. because I think, to me, if you are Elon Musk claims that he's buying Twitter because he wants it to be the bastion of free speech, right? And to me, it's very difficult to be that bastion of free speech if you are now a private company where yep. certain things are no longer up for public scrutiny, um, yep. especially finances, right? Like we all know that public companies are certain things you can show or you can't show and certain pressures that you're under or you're not. Um, when people want, to, if people wanted to do audits of information, it's a lot easier as a public company because you, you actually don't own the thing. <laughs> you're beholden to shareholders. Shareholders could demand to see things if they want to see them. With certain limitations, of course. As a private company, you can literally just shut up shop and say nothing and do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So in that context, I don't like it. And also, Elon has wanted to take Tesla private before. And part of it was because he didn't like the outside pressure and how it made the company look in regards to quality control issues that the company had with supply chain and things like that. So knowing he, how he already feels about outside pressure i don't like it for that reason um there are some who like the deal because they'll say that you know people on the right are being unfairly treated on social media i don't agree with that i think that you should not be able to for example call someone a nigger for instance not saying that's what the people do on the right i'm just saying mm. i don't believe that you should be able to say things like that to somebody and still be on a platform. There are people on that side who believe that you should be able to say whatever you want. Yes, have consequences, but you shouldn't be banned and your free speech shouldn't be impeded. I'm mm-hmm. like, what's the consequence? Like, 
Like I, I don't, I don't really understand what the consequence is on a social, on a social media platform that doesn't involve taking that away from you when you do something bad mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's interesting timing that he's done this now when we know that Trump twenty twenty four election is gonna rear its head very very soon. He's gonna start campaigning for twenty twenty four. They're gonna start that pretty much in the next couple of months. I find that really interesting timing because you know he's going to bring Trump back to the platform. Is he a, is he a Trump supporter? Not outwardly, but you can see that the way that he moves, he moves in alignment with the right. So he was unhappy with California for something that they did. And mm-hmm. he moved, he said he's moving everything to Texas. Um, he's gone off on, on Bernie Sanders a lot. Um, he was obviously on Trump's economic council, though he apparently walked away from it at, at some point. Um, he's in every, the, the right is championing him, right? The mm-hmm. right is really to the point that black conservatives are calling Elon Musk, our African-American brother, which to me is insulting. If I were African-American, that would fam, be insulting. Fam, uh, so, uh... <laughs> That was one thing I was gonna say at the beginning as a joke, but like, what the hell? Like, that's <laughs> that is um, interesting to say the least. But you know, I did see that. That's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I get it, but that's ridiculous. What what to to nip that one in the bud? Not not to get too far off from Twitter. The thing I find interesting about that is these I'm gonna call them black conservatives show either a fundamental misunderstanding of the term or they just don't respect themselves enough because the term African-American has really always been reserved for um, descendants of slaves slavery, or, or at least second generation, you know, African-Americans, I guess you call them. However, Mm. when you're an immigrant from Africa, like you know how African American the term excludes Nigerians, you know yep. what I mean? Africans, yep. Africans. It 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 per, mm-hmm. like everyone knows this, and this is the thing about like being black in North America. You understand implicitly that when someone says African American, they don't mean you. There's African and African American. We all know this, yep. and yep. he's a South African, so. If we really go along with the discourse properly, you shouldn't even call him African American. Yeah, call him African, and and Africans, Black Africans, accept that. White South Africans are Africans. We get that. We understand that. We know how mm-hmm. this works. He's a white man, but he's an African. We get that. Mm-hmm. But I find it so weird that Black conservatives are so willing to call him African American, but I know for a fact if there's a Nigerian person, they're going to call that guy African. Yep. That's interesting. It's 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 very interesting, and um, well, I'll just give you my own thoughts um, on the free speech front. I didn't even think about it the way you were, and you made me think. So, are you thinking that he will, like, for instance, reinstate Trump and set it so that because now it's private, there's no like 
there's no, there's not necessarily any public accountability. So people can literally say what they want and there can be consequences in their own personal lives as in, you know, someone sees it, they could cancel them or they could get fired from their job, but Twitter will not bar them from saying what they want is what you're thinking will happen. I I think could something to that effect, yes. I mean, look at why Trump got banned in the first place, right? Repeatedly yeah. sowing misinformation. Mm-hmm. And to Elon Musk, there's no such thing as misinformation. Now, unless it affects him and his company, there's no such thing as misinformation. But at, at minimum to him, there's no consequence to misinformation, which I find baffling. You know, we're, we're literally mm-hmm. seeing that Congressmen in the United States of America were literally lying about the role in the riots of January yep. 6th last year. Mm-hmm. It, like, are, should people just be allowed to stay on a platform and just blatantly lie to, to people like that in in positions that they're in? I find that odd. You know, like that. Yeah. That's just me. Like, I I also believe, and I said this to someone, that what Twitter did in the first place, which was tag things as misinformation, is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. no problem with that. But apparently, this is what someone told me last year, that it infringes on your right to free speech by tagging your speech as misinformation. And I thought, but the speech is still there. <laughs> so how does someone yeah. infringe on it? And he's going to get rid of that because he doesn't care. He just wants to troll and he wants to say whatever, which is fine. But he doesn't believe in this stuff. He just he just doesn't believe that there should be any consequences to anything that you have to say. Wow. Yeah, that's dangerous. But at the same time, I mean, I do I, I see both sides. Unfortunately, in terms of just the argument for about free speech and how um, you know labeling things misinformation, just being strict with the letter of the law. I can see how that is what they argue about using that kind of caveat on the tweets. Obviously, I don't want anyone just going there and telling lies. They should be able to feel consequences for said lies. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go going forward. You know, I mean, again, what was the only, the only consequence that Jack implemented was to boot you from Twitter. Um, and I guess your, all your tweets get deleted, right? So your whole profile, everything is gone, right? Yeah. So I guess after that's, several that's warnings, harsher. Yeah. I guess that's harsher than you know just you know tag. I guess I, I don't know honestly. I think I think it's just a weird time. I think um, the shareholders of Twitter obviously are just greedy and don't care. They want to just make their money, uh, which is sad. Um, also, I think Jack, Jack leaving started all this mess because, what well, he's been gone less than a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know why. I mean, why? what was his reasoning for stepping down, if I may ask? Do you know? I think Jack, um, Jack has Square. Right, and he's into Square as a, as is a big company on its own, and he was sort of doing co CEO, um, mm-hmm. for both, um, Square the payments company and all that, mm-hmm. um, and then he's kind of big into crypto, and I think he also wanted to do some more charitable stuff, you know, as he was traveling to Nigeria, and like I think he had some 
other things on his mind other than Twitter, um, to be honest. But that opened up a vacuum. That's right. what I'm saying. As, so you, as, you uh, as we so saw. You don't think he knew or like that? There's no way. I feel like him leaving was more strategic than just that. I feel like there's no way he didn't know the vultures flying around Twitter. Um, I mean, obviously he has a right to do that, but I just feel like he left things very vulnerable and didn't care. But that's not his business anymore, really. He doesn't. He literally doesn't care. So I guess that's fine. But I just, you know, this to me, on the one hand, I see that's funny. But when it comes to like, I'm, I'm afraid to see what it will be like. Like you said, election time. I didn't even think about Trump. I didn't think he aligned with Trump. For some reason, it didn't click to me that he did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just going to be uh, wild, wild west. And for me, the biggest thing that I found or that I was concerned about was more usage of Twitter and access to Twitter and me thinking that he was going to forcibly monetize exponentially Twitter by making it a pay a paid platform, which I feel like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have been wanting to do for the longest time, but haven't, at least on a wide scale. And when I say that, I mean having the average user pay subscription to use their service. Um, you know, that's what I'm afraid he may do quicker than anyone else because he doesn't care. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it'll, it'll destroy Twitter. I'm sure something else will come up, but that, that was my fear. I, I don't think, I don't know how. <clears throat> so, Elon is not a stupid person. Um, very smart person, actually. Um, and before he started annoying me, like he was one of the guys I was like, oh, Elon is like great. Like, I, you know, I have bought his biography and everything. And the way he he learns new new concepts is very weird. Like, the guy is a genius. Like, honestly, he's Iron Man. But that said, if he did make a mandate that you now had to pay for Twitter, he'd he he'd be, he'd be dumb. He'd be dumb as a rock. And Twitter at that point is gone. And I don't think he can justify that. What he's got to figure out is how to make money now that there's a big debt ceiling. Because, um, so I'm looking at the financing, right? So it says here he's mm-hmm. mobilized up to $13 billion in debt financing. Um, I'm assuming that just means a loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then $12.5 billion in margin loan commitment. I don't know what this means. Um, so I thought, what are you I thought at the finances for the transaction. Yeah, so oh, here's okay. how it breaks down. So, thirteen billion debt financing, twelve point five billion in margin loan commitment from Morgan Stanley, which leads a consortium of eleven other banks, and then he has personally committed twenty one billion in equity financing. So he's selling stock. From oh, okay. I guess Tesla and other and his other ventures, basically Tesla stock, he's selling mm-hmm. um, to do to for his share, but then thirteen billion in debt financing. I'm guessing more margin loan commitment it has to do with a loan of some sort. So yeah. he's financing over half of it. He's loan like the banks are financing over half of it, and they're gonna want their money back. Which, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy, why don't you give us the financial side of this? To me, right, if a 
if banks are involved and they're giving you money, they mm-hmm. want a rate of return. Well, they want their money back at a premium, right? You have to pay them yeah. back this money. Yeah. The only way I can see him paying back this money is making a company that, that is not actually performed financially well all of a sudden do miracles financially or mm-hmm. sell, uh, put them back like another IPO in a couple of years. The value goes up and then they get their money back plus extra. What what do you? So, what's your financial hat saying? You are correct. First of all, I was actually trying to see what margin loans actually are because I've barely heard of those. But in my mind, I equated it to how, um, well, a combination of what the Glazer did for my United. They obviously did debt financing, but margin loans essentially is borrowing against the value of securities you already own. So. I'm guessing in addition to him selling 21 million of his own stock and whatever, right? 21 billion. Bro, I don't even know where these numbers are coming from. Like, does he really? Anyways, whatever. He doesn't and have it then, in the bank. He definitely does not have it in the bank. That's no, I know. Saying. But even 21 billion worth of shares in what? Personally? I mean, he's a billionaire. So, yes, it makes sense. But at the same time, that's a lot of fucking money. Um. But yeah, it's it's securities you already own. So what securities does he have 13 point something billion worth of shares that he's borrowing against? That's pretty much a mortgage like your house. So you borrow against that and the bank funding can seize that after you're done. So it's just a different type of loan. But it's a, it's a mortgage, but on your um, securities, not so, on your property. But securities are your property, but yeah. So uh, let me ask this. Tesla is worth mm-hmm. over a trillion. I'm okay. assuming he's the largest shareholder. Yeah. So if he's selling, if he's saying in the equity funding, he's selling off 21 billion, mm-hmm. there must be more, right, that he probably I mean, has. And it's just saying what he's borrowing against? That's what he's going to be borrowing against. Because okay. if he's selling, I mean, I don't know how much he has of Tesla. If, let's just keep it simple. He has to have the majority, right? I think he will not want to relinquish the majority, right? So at the very least, he has 51% plus the $13 million he's doing the margin the margin loan financing on, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about actually, no, sorry. He has 51% plus at least the $21, mil, $21 billion that he's selling off. So he must own a, <laughs> over 72%. I don't know what the, I don't know what the percentage is, but if that's what we're saying, if it's only Tesla, which is his biggest asset, so possibly that's what it is. So he's selling off twenty one million, twenty one billion dollars worth of his shares, and again, where I'm assuming he's trying to keep his majority, which is the only reason why I'm saying he's only at fifty one and he's borrowing or he's borrowing against thirty million extra. Which I don't know if he loses that if he loses his majority in Tesla. I would assume someone like him would probably try to avoid that as much as I can as he can, but I mean, you never know. He may not have, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the bank. I think that margin loan financing alone 
is such a sweet prospect for any bank. They obviously don't expect to collect on that. Um, I don't even think, I mean, I'm not sure what the repayments are on that. You know, in terms of if you think about, a, a, again, like a, a mortgage, you mortgage against the value of your house. That's mm-hmm. just basic. Everyone knows that. So they only come and collect the house when you default, but you have monthly payments. I'm not sure what the monthly payments are or what the terms are for that. I don't know if it's because um, debt financing for the other part of it, we know that that's just pretty much depending on how they deal with it or whatever, but you pay off the principal as you wish, but you pay off interest every like routinely. Pretty much what we're doing with United, the bulk of the principal is still standing there, but they can just mm-hmm. keep paying off. Uh, and I guess in the, what they have in mind is when they sell, they just pay the principal with the sales proceeds and keep the rest of it. That's the, mm-hmm. the theory, right? Which is what what you said about him maybe priming it up to resell or take it public again might be what he might do. But that's only if he has difficulties. But yeah, I, I can only I can only imagine what the payments are between the the debt financing interests, right, and then the 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 margin loan financing, which I don't even know how those work in terms of paying back. Again, I would imagine it's kind of like a mortgage. So, um, yeah, I, again, and it's interest. Uh, I need to read back more on it. Uh, how are margin loans paid up? There is no set repayment schedule on a margin loan. You see. Monthly interest charges accrue to your account, and you can repay the principal at your convenience. So it's essentially the same as debt financing, like mm. we just described. Just right. a different, a different financial tool, I guess. There's two separate things, but they kind of work the same way. That's what I thought. So, yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Clearly, he, he's. I don't know how. He, I mean, it's, I wouldn't imagine that it just took what what two three weeks since he said he was going to buy it. And it came out. I'm sure he'd been trying to buy it for years, or at least since since what's his name left. I can I imagine he's, he's been he's making he's a lot of doing this since Jack left. Yeah, since Jack left, I would I would imagine even before Jack left, I would imagine he's been thinking about it. So for the banks to agree to all this, you know, there must be substantial benefits to them. But yeah, they'll 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 suck you for everything. That interest Seriously. alone, interest alone, if a small four hundred million dollar deal like ours at united is netting banks close to 100 million in interest every year or well, well, not every year at least 30 million in interest every year you can only imagine what a 12 billion dollar and that's enough to fund any banks with cash flow and all that kind of stuff so that's that's intense that's you know intense. what's crazy i was looking at um so check this right just just how so you can like like for people to understand just how big this man is right like mm-hmm. tesla as a company isn't even always profitable okay of course but not. Yeah. it's it's the value of the tesla's of, of tesla is the future that it's in charge of because mm-hmm. now as gas prices have gone up i'm extremely confident in the fact that electric vehicles like demand has gone up. I mean, mm. I have one and I don't even look at gas prices ever. And my electric bill is pretty stable. So the value mm. is, is is pretty much there. But because this is the future and Tesla is the first one in there, the value of the company is re- 
ridiculous mm-hmm. because that's what's what it is. People aren't valuing it based on, you know, existing financials, let me call it. Like, yes, it is actually. So the Tesla Model 3, well, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. All of Tesla's cars sell more than any other car maker in its class, mm-hmm. every single one. So mm-hmm. when you look at the Model S competes with the E-Class and the 5 Series, it outsells them. The Model mm-hmm. 3 outsells the Camrys and whatever else outsells those those smaller cars. They do those things. It's just very expensive to build these cars, but they actually lead their class all the time. Now, I just did some math, right? This guy sold off $22 billion worth of shares last year for charities, whatever, 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 right? But check this out. He still owns seven, a 17% stake in Tesla, which the company is worth a trillion, means he still has $170 billion worth of, of shares in Tesla. And oh, so he... Sorry, go ahead. He isn't, I mean, he isn't majority as in 51%, but he probably owns the He's largest a, chunk. Yeah. Right? So yep. so that's what he said it was 120-something. So I can see where he probably still owns north of 70 billion worth of shares after all this. Oh, it's 170 billion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he only gave, he only has, what, 34 out uh, on this deal. That's not even, that's not even hard. <laughs> like, that's, so that's crazy. It's, it's not even hard because even I was reading this and here's the line that killed me. So uh, in 2012, Musk was awarded options on 22.8 million shares worth about $28 billion last fall. Like his compensation package rewards him with more shares as as time goes on. Like the guy has worked the system so well that as long as Tesla value remains high, paying these people back is not a problem. But the stock has to remain high for this to to work for him, obviously. But yeah, that's that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. insane. That's insane. That's- a whole lot of zeros. I can't even put in a, an Excel cell. <laughs> I, I had to count how many zeros were were in it, like just that just to is, make this work. That is terrible. That's well. I mean, again, he, he can do it. Um, you know, it's his money. But um, I mean, let's see what he does with it. I'm 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 more worried about the average user, and I guess that extends to the information misinformation side of things also i can't just think about it financially you know twitter has a big part to play in elections and things like that so it's a problem if it's not controlled how it it started to be so i mean we'll see again um you really think he's gonna just take off all these restrictions and reinstate people that were kicked off that kind of thing 100 percent. i i absolutely believe that and the republic i mean Marjorie MJT, the crazy woman, is already being like, "I can't wait to get my personal account back," and she's gonna get it. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't she get it? I just hope she's in jail by then. But like, like she's gonna get it. And I, to be honest, I and I said this before, I thought that Twitter made a mistake, um, booting Trump off, 
not because I didn't think his statements weren't crazy. They were absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. In fact, they were even doing this because of the, I think it was Jan 6th was around the time that he lost it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was inciting violence. He was using Twitter to do so. I get that. Um, but you have to be careful. You went up against the president of a country. Like Buhari is small fry, like whatever. Like when they got mad at us, no one cares. But like, <laughs> it's it's if it was a more respectable Nigerian president, maybe people would care, but not him. Um, mm-hmm. But going after Donald Trump, who you know is mouthy, and you know you're gonna lead a campaign against you guys, which in my opinion led to this. Mm-hmm. I think you could have been smarter if you wanted to. If you like, don't think you're untouchable now, right? Like now we all know no company untouchable. Yeah, but no, but I don't think that was the case. I think, and again, it was shortly after Jack left, right? It was like in the summer. I don't remember exactly, but um, I don't necessarily know that it's a matter of feeling untouchable. I just feel like they they started to push themselves to a, you know, protect public news. Things were getting dangerous with misinformation everywhere, and they had to take a stand. I don't necessarily know it was to flex any muscle. I just know that they knew that they had the biggest platform peddling most of the news, and they had to do something about it because um, Facebook isn't half as harsh as they are, but they were slacking on what they were doing, and it was obvious that people wanted more control or mm-hmm. more censorship. So they were just responding to that. I don't necessarily know they did it for any other reason but that. You know, I don't. I don't even think that was anything on Jack Dorsey's mind at all. So, I mean, again, I don't know. We don't know, but um, it was more of principle and just being good corporate citizens. I think is what I like to imagine that the motivation was um, from Jack, Jack and, and Twitter doing that yeah. back then. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's very possible. I, I think you're right about that. Well, let's see, let's see. I it, it nothing should change for me. Like I'm still gonna slander Man United and you know go to war for football <laughs> opinions. So shouldn't change anything for me. It's gonna be even maybe even more entertaining. But you know I will say there has been a a certain peace not hearing from that red the, that orange man. You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's been very peaceful. So exactly, so that side I'm not excited about coming back. But exactly, whatever. I don't want to see that stuff. But anyways, we'll see. But yeah, um, that's the biggest thing. Um, I had mentioned to Bernie that there was a topic that happened last week that we didn't talk about. I'm 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 hesitant to talk about it in full, but pretty much talking about that incident that happened in Nigeria amongst ten year old kids who went to Dubai for a field trip and apparently the 10 year old girl was raped and following that um, different opinions and news uh, first of all I just want to say if you're any adult or anyone generally watching the videos of those things that leaked on Twitter um, I'm sorry you deserve some some of some sort of punishment because that's child pornography. You should, you should really look at yourself in the mirror for seeking out and watching. I don't care what context it gives you, whatever. Uh, you should not be viewing such material at all. 
that being said, people who the reports that came out after the fact that you know, based on what people saw, the girl isn't exactly innocent. Which again, that's being judgmental, but I'm just reporting what people said. And that she knew what she was doing. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Even I saw one report saying that she was allowing them to film. But one of the boys tried to touch her and she told him no. As in, you could only watch and then kept going with whatever she was doing. So, again, this is all hearsay or descriptions of people, but still. That is nasty stuff to be viewing. Anyone that looked at it, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to have to say that, that that's nasty on your part. So uh, watch yourself um, or rather analyze your inner self because that's you, that's you know nasty. Wild you, should about, not, you should not be doing that. Go ahead. You, you know what was wild about that was like, I, I'm glad I never even stumbled on it because I, I do remember logging on to Twitter, and, like, Nigerian Twitter was ablaze. They were like, guys, be guided. Anyone who watches that video, you have you you can be get gotten on child porn. I was like, what are, they, what are these people talking about? And I saw everyone saying this warning. I'm like, I'm not even going to look for this. Like, not at all. And I was like, how, like, like, how does this thing even get shared? Like, someone has to watch it and then decide to share it. Like, how you don't stumble on that kind of thing, right? Um, exactly. But then some people were pontificating about, um, uh, what's it called? You know, we're not treating, like, in fact, David Hundain, that, that guy, right? He was like, social media has killed our children. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. That, like. When Kanye was saying he wanted to ban this girl from TikTok, people were all complaining, look what social media has done. I'm like, oh, okay. So we know that social media did this? Like, mm-hmm. like, like I'm not talking about the, the sharing now. I'm talking about we're apparently attributing the proliferation of social media to why 10-year-old kids are engaging in relations. And mm-hmm. in my mind, like... I just think to myself, do you think these are the first ten year olds to attempt this? Bro. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like <laughs> uh, like why do we always behave as if like, like these things novel. just for the first time now? Like yeah. it's as it's bad like, this is this is horrendous, but it didn't start now. It's like us it's like it's like parents, you know, suddenly being surprised when they hear that their kid like what took the car keys and went on a joyride. You know, we we did that. <laughs> we did that. We found ways to take the car and learn how to drive with our friends, get into accidents, come home and act like nothing happened. We all know what these things happen. So why why behave as if you know it's it's something that's novel or informed by you know social media? That's that's insane. It's it's ridiculous. And again, I tell people all the time. Do you think that, like, kids don't know things? Like, it's unbelievable how we, the I call it avoidance culture, is still so prevalent in Nigeria that, like, people think they should not be having conversations with their kids about this stuff. Like, at minimum to protect them, 
because they're learning things somewhere else, right? So have this conversation with them. Now, let's tie this back to um, Florida for a second, right? They have that bill that's out. And I've I've had conversations about this with other people, and I've read the bill since, right? And the bill is apparently, forget what it says, that their alleged point of this bill is to protect kids from sexualization and or grooming. It doesn't do any of those things, by the way. But like, <laughs> this is this is their logic, okay? And in my mind, I'm like, okay, you're on to something. I don't want my kid sexualized before. They're even talking about grade three. These ones are 10 years old. I don't want my kids sexualized, okay? I don't. Mm-hmm. But how do we do that? They're suggesting that teaching, that teachers are teaching their teaching kids about sexuality, which sexualizes them. And I'm like, no teacher is teaching a grade three kid like, oh, by the way, this is how you have sex. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. But, and even 10-year-olds, no one goes around teaching 10-year-olds. No teacher in school teaches 10-year-olds, this is how you have sex. And this is all this stuff. This is a blowjob. This is this is it. But when I was 11, I remember a Dutch kid in my school saying something, saying the word vagina. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) I think I was even 10. I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, (laughs) you know, he looked at me like, you don't know what that is? I'm like, bro, (laughs) you're speaking French. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and no teacher told me that. No teacher I've ever come across has ever said anything to anyone about that outside of integrated science. So mm-hmm. that bill is doing nothing, and we're approaching this wrong because they're learning it from, in my opinion, their older brothers, older sisters, older friends, even before they learn it on TV, by the way. Yep. Like, yep. they learn it from from other people that they know who yep. are, like, young you, young teenagers and stuff like that. That's what they learn this yep. stuff from. So yep. parents need to get ahead of this stuff so they don't learn it from other people. They're not learning it from teachers. They're learning it from other young people. Because I remember the first person who told me what a blowjob was. Mm. Like, and I still had no idea what this person was talking about. <laughs> so people need to understand how this works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. But at the same time, though, it just my first thought went to Kaima and imagining, first of all, a 10-year-old I don't know what school is trying to take you on an excursion where parents or at least one parent is not there or the teacher doesn't stay in the same hotel room with you or, you know, chaperone 24-7. That's one. Because apparently these guys were in a hotel and they had their own rooms. Ten-year-olds. I mean, I I know ten-year-olds know a lot of stuff, but at the same time, nah. You're not having your own room in a hotel. I I don't care who you are, right? So... Um, I in my mind I'm like, I was just thinking about Kaima and you know the, the 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 things that I have to think about. Like you said, get ahead of things. You know, the things that she could learn. You know, from outside the home, bring home how I'm gonna address it. You know, and then her being a girl also, and it's like scary times, man. Honestly, that's to me all I thought about was just alarm bells, alarm bells in my head. You know, but then again, I mean, hey, we all went through it. My wife was once a ten-year-old girl; she survived. So we just have to follow those teachings, and you know, 
hopefully lead them right down the right path. Um, but yeah, that, to me, that was what came to my mind first. Is like, wow, can I let my first of all let my baby girl go alone to a foreign country without me? One, two, you know, how the hell is she exposed to anything of that kind? You know, if if what the rumors are saying is true, she must have been exposed by someone, like you said, family or whatever. Who the hell is that family that's exposing her to this? Because the girl in question was an only child, I believe. So, like, that's scary, you know? But you're right. Some Someone is exposing her to that. So that means there's somebody in their family that's nasty. You so, know? check this out. Whether it's Christland or Chrisland, I don't know. Um, but, oh, they have, I'm on their school website. They have alumni profile. They have a picture of Israel Adesanya, though he never went there. He, it's him and a student, so they're obviously using him for publicity, but all oh. good. So here, here's what's interesting about this. I didn't even realize it was a high school. Like, this annoys me even further because, A, it's they've taken... School. Yeah, second second school. They've put their kid in too young, obviously. Like, at, the kid is 10, and obviously the whole t- term has gone. Like, you know, everything, so... The kid went in too young. That's one one pet peeve of mine. But this is a high school fam where they went to Dubai. And uh, are these older kids that did this to this girl? Like, are they all the same age? Like, these are things I want to actually. I you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> well, actually, actually, if you look at the website, it says they have nursery, primary, secondary, high school. Oh, they have everything. Um, they have everything. But then again. It's possible to see a case where a kid in primary that's probably very smart can start secondary immediately if they just transition, you know? Oh, because the article said that they're from Chrysland High School and they have like nursery and then they have the high. Yeah. So I think it's still high school age, but it might be like a young prodigy or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's high school age, but again, people like, a few of our classmates were like nine when they came to secondary school. So this it's not impossible. They lied, they lied on there, this thing. Did they lie or they just they're yeah, smart? Yo, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be turning 12 by the end Lilla, of the year. Like Lila had that, had that rule. But 12 was one of the oldest. Did you, bro, did you turn 12? I but turned we didn't 12 turn 12. You, bro, you're fucking old. <laughs> yeah, bro. You, wait, you came two thousand, yeah? It's the two thousand that we sh- that we came. You're eighty eight, so you turned 20, twelve that December. I turned twelve that November. Fucking that's right. that's what it was yeah. supposed to be. So like by the end of like you know when the, when the school end like twenty six two thousand six, you were eighteen. So so no, what I mean is the the when did, when was your graduation? Like June. Or when was it May? I forget oh, when. Like primary, when does the school, school year end? Oh no, l- l- um, May. Yeah. So by that May, May, you should have like you should be twelve. But like we all know, that didn't happen for yeah. a lot of people. That just did not happen. So we were yeah. old as shit. Like I was. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man, that was that was fun. That was That's fun. Crazy. Because I keep remembering that I when I graduated Loyola, it was the summer of 20, 2006. 
So that means that that's that December is when I turned eighteen. Then I know I turned eighteen after I finished Loyola. I wasn't eighteen yet, mm. and, then, and then I started college after eighteen. Mm-hmm. So like the the January after, right, right. I be, I believe that was the case for me. Anyways, still old as hell, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, this to me honestly, that's a very scary situation, and you know, all I thought about was just Kaima and how I can prevent such a thing from happening to her. You know, that that's that was all that was in my mind. But these guys and a lot of other secondary schools in in Nigeria are having so many issues, you know, with discipline and you know things happening and like, you know. Um, deaths, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's it's scary. You know, so much so that people, the trusty boarding school that everyone, you know, swore by at some point, mm-hmm. uh, no one is doing that anymore. You know, no one is 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 interested in in doing that anymore, which is I think is sad. I think you know, there's many benefits to boarding school. But, this seems uh, like a boarding school as well, from what I'm seeing. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. And to your the point, schools. I think I, I absolutely fundamentally believe that boarding school builds character. I, I believe yeah. that uh, no one can change my mind on that. Um, if you can handle it, good. But mm-hmm. to your point, maybe these things happened and they just were amplified like they are now because things can spread easily. But oh. Hundred percent. The same confidence in the system now. The same way you were saying that. Do we think um, like how we learn things when we we were the same age? You know, we act like you know, people learning things right now is like an abomination or it's it's a mystery. Bro, we know of we know of schools that had deaths, bullying deaths. We know of people schools that had rapes. We know mm-hmm. you know we know stories of. All girls schools, all boys schools, government schools. So they were happening. It just wasn't as publicized as it is now. Um, but things were happening. Even in Lola, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about stuff that was happening, but we, we know scandalous things that happened. So it's not it's not uncommon. Secondary schools, especially boarding secondary schools, are a again when you put successful when you exactly when you put adolescents in one place, you know, you, you you can hardly get past misbehavior. You know, my so. belief is that in the same situ, I'd, with the things that I know, and I didn't even finish, but but the things that I know, maybe not ten years old, but twelve, thirteen year olds, yeah, this exact situation could have happened when we were young. Yep. With, with with and I have I have names in my head, <laughs> you know this, <laughs> this this whole thing could have happened, and I and I don't even think like no no yes this thing could have happened it could have happened and I and I think the fact that I know this could have happened should be alarming in some sense because we have to, we have to parent differently like we we have to get ahead of things and we have to be honest and stop lying to ourselves about what we think are you know parents would be like my child could never do this like fam what are you talking about like, yeah what are you talking about the issue is that i haven't seen the video and i will never watch that video so mm-hmm. if people are if it is a rape then you know i think 
obviously that's a very 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 big problem um the people who are saying that it looks consensual i'm like hey why are you why are you watching this like to come up with that conclusion that said <laughs> because we're so messed up in the way we've parented our kids like sure that's it's possible too like, that's the sad part that any scenario is possible because we have failed our kids and we have to fix it but not with rubbish legislation that says nothing <laughs> yep exactly but yeah i just wanted to make sure we brought that up um i mean talked about it a little bit um because i think it's important you know as young fathers things we have to think about and to top it all off it's a very unfortunate situation for all involved because i saw the video of the mom crying her eyes out not understanding what was going on mm-hmm you know, I'm assuming she was absolutely ignorant to everything at that point. Um, but whatever the situation is, if it was consensual or whatever, it's still a bad place to be in that your child is going through that exposed at 10 years old. They barely live their lives. And if they are unlucky, it'll stay with them, you know, for a long time. I guess to, to to your point, Jindy, and you're a father of a, of a daughter. Like, I, you know what? As you said those words, there's no way it can be consensual when you're 10. I don't care if the other kids are 10. And that's not to say that they are rapists or anything. Like, it's just, if you think about consent, nobody consent in that situation. Yeah. Not the girls, not the boys. Now, that doesn't mean it's not assault or not violent. It likely is. And even though it's perpetrated by a 10-year-old, it still is. But people need to understand that the fact that a 10-year-old cannot consent either way just, to me, elaborates on just how traumatic and fucked up this whole thing actually is. Like, I think people need to understand that even if they all said, yeah, let's do this, they're all going to have some kind of traumatic experience that occurs from this because it's such a big thing to do yeah. that people don't especially when you don't understand it um or especially if it's taking taken away from you when yeah. you didn't want it to be either scenario is just hor- horrific in my opinion yeah with one being worse than the other of course yeah so we wish those kids well hopefully they are not too scarred from it and um yeah, and they learn from this. So, I hope that girl's okay, because from that story I read, she was suspended. And, yeah. like, they obviously, if you read the article, made her into a hoe. And yeah. like, mm, why do we keep yeah. doing this? Why? That's, that's, that's the problem. So, so hopefully she's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, brother. Thank you for talking to me. I'm glad you're fine and better now. Thank you, sir. And, um yeah, just enjoy the rest of the week. Take it easy. And, um, you know, Talk Shop family, thank you for continuing to support us. Sorry we missed last week. We will refrain from doing that going forward. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. Brother, have a great night. Week. My man, good night to you and everybody else. Hugs to everybody. All right, bro. Peace. Peace.
Thanks for listening to the Talk Shop with Bernie and Chindi. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to talk to us? Find Bernie at BUJ21 on Twitter and Chindi at Comms88. Take care.